0: Hey, folks, James here. It's Friday, when I'm recording this, at least, taking Biscuit out on a walk in the morning. I had a uh, thought that I wanted to put down on paper, so to speak, and it still has to do with this election fiasco going on. And it occurs to me that, you know, it's blatantly, I mean, it makes sense, right? The power of the presidency is so great, I mean, probably you could argue that it's the most powerful <clears throat> governmental position in the history of mankind, you know, especially if one man has the ability to <clears throat> order the total annihilation of another country, <laughs> I think that's pretty damn powerful. But anyway, think about this: it's almost too powerful of a position to leave to chance, right? To leave to the people to the chance of the people uh, voting you in. You know, it's it's too important not to steal. And pretty much anyone, any group of people, and any individual person who wants to control that office, that presidency, and control that power, are obviously deranged enough to want to tell everybody else what to do. So if you get to that point where you're, that is the case, then... It's blatantly obvious and uh, makes total sense as to why you'd want to do everything possible to achieve that position and steal the election. Uh, I think if you look throughout history, the Democrats have always been the much better party at putting together the uh, infrastructure for stealing. I think this time they probably, they may have looked at it as, hey, we, we have to absolutely get control this time. We didn't do enough to put the put plans in place four years ago. Look what happened. We had we haven't done enough over the decades to completely stamp out the individualism, the last remaining desire of the people to maybe want some change. And look what happened. We got Donald Trump. That's unacceptable. The core Republican Party guarantee agrees with that. They'd probably be perfectly okay if uh, Trump didn't challenge or Trump's challenges to this voter fraud thing fails, because the status quo is 100% under Biden. Even though I will say Trump, if you really look at the facts, hasn't done shit. All he's done is talked for four years, where as president, technically he could have done a whole lot, hell of a lot more. I mean, like he could have immediately, upon being sworn in say, ordered all the troops home. You know, why the hell do we still have bases in Germany and Japan and God knows where in a hundred other fucking countries across the world? Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, the military being the number one reason why this country is being bankrupted. Bring it all home. Shrink it by 90% and defend just these borders. He could have done that in the first, first damn month he was president. Where he talked about it as he was running, but he didn't do shit about it. So there's an utter failure on that part. Talked about draining the swamp. Well, that's where the name of this podcast came from. Leaving the swamp. Why? Because if Trump can't do it, or won't do it, no one else is going to ever drain that swamp. So what's the other alternative? You just got to leave. Set up the factors that'll make the best for you in the best situation so you can leave it. But anyway... No, I mean, you know that all the talk about Biden and his mental issues, uh, derangement, not derangement, I guess it's more like, a, uh, I don't know, maybe early onset of Alzheimer's or whatever. I think a Freudian slip. You remember that, that, uh, that cut, that uh, clip where he said, We've developed the most extensive voter fraud uh, organization in the history. That was probably true. That's probably a true comment, describing what was set up for this election, and he knew it. That's why he didn't really need to. That's why they could have they could hide him away because they knew they had the mental issues and everything. I mean, it's absolutely perfectly set up for them. You know, they'll get a president in there who's completely pliable and controllable until he dies. Or is removed, and then they have a vice president waiting to step up. That all all she cares about is utter power, and will be told it will do whatever she's told to maintain the the uh, position of president. Perfect setup, absolutely perfect setup. The only problem is, even with the extensive voter fraud put together for this election, the people still came out in droves and almost looks like almost prevented it from happening i mean i guess that's the only ray of hope in this whole thing unfortunately i think it's gonna tip the other way and oh boy when that happens watch out because we're like right now at the top of the roller coaster you know how you're going up that side and you're getting kind of nervous like ding 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 Getting higher and higher, you're looking out. If you're getting further and further away. Maybe you see your car in the parking lot, and you're like, oh my gosh, how high is this thing? And you're getting right towards the top and it kind of slows down as it's starting to go over the crest. That's about where we are right now. And if the if everything goes their way with this still <laughs> stolen election, <laughs> well, it's gonna be it's gonna get crazy, it's gonna get western. So, anyway, getting back to my original idea, yeah, no doubt, the presidency is too powerful to not steal. You know, that's the, you got to do everything you can to do it. I think that also just goes to show how utterly worthless and spineless the Republican Party is. I can't believe they still have any credibility with anybody anymore. I think it's probably just a matter of, because they're just the alternative, supposed alternative to the Democrats. That's why they even still exist. Which makes me think the Republican Party is ripe for a complete douching. It's ripe for a complete for a complete overthrow. So I don't know, let's maybe that'll something like that'll go down once <coughs> if all this stuff happens. Because truly what what's gonna happen is gonna happen no matter what. The die's already been cast, as I mentioned before, the money's been printed and will continue to have to be printed, the debt's going to continue to blow up. So they're going to destroy the currency, which is the most important thing in the total equation, is the money and the value of that money and the amount of debt that has to be paid. And now, it's utterly unpayable. Interest rates can never rise, or the immediate bankruptcy of the government and most over institutions will be realized. So, I mean, it's a rock and a hard place right now. So, it doesn't really matter whether it's Trump or Biden or Harris who gets in there. You know, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of how quickly, based on the, I guess, the makeup of the Congress. But, I don't know, maybe so people who kind of lean so-called to the right, or libertarian like I do, or I minarchist, mean, I guess, like I do, maybe it's in our best interest to... Root for the system to be burnt down sooner rather than later so we can build it up. Is that a defeatist attitude? Yeah, probably, maybe. But if it's going to happen anyway, and there's really no conceivable way out through any kind of government reform, why not hope that the reset happens now? And the reset, by reset, I mean not the globalist reset, the free market natural course of things reset. Do so I think that's gonna actually happen. I don't know. But the thing is, when the currency is questioned and goes into a crisis, the powers that be, their power gets diminished because they can't afford to pay for things anymore. Just look at all the empires in the past while they've had to retreat. That's because their currency could no longer dictate uh, the rest of the world, what they want it done. So, what, what does that mean? Well, that kind of gives power back to the, the people, meaning the uh, you know the the, the the market and the the commons, whatever you want to call it. The people kind of allow things to, to play out, and we all kind of reset. So, I don't know. What we're witnessing now is a gigantic fight for power, for control of the cornered dog, which is the, I would argue, the massive governmental institutions in this country, which represent the, the American empire. It's a flailing, slailing, wounded beast that, whose death has already been ordained. And is inevitable, it's just a matter of how imminent it, it is. The ultimate elixir of power, the presidency, <clears throat> I think, is too important to be stolen. Because there's not many, not many years left of that institution in the first place, probably. At least not over the current fifty states, it's, as it's currently structured. And that's a good thing. I think that's something to be, to be uh, hoped for, and cheered on. You know, so what does that mean? What what happens if that were to be the case? Well, that's why we all need to be start thinking now, about first off, how do we go about, you know, putting ourselves individually into the right position to make it through, so that maybe in the end, we can be the ones with the capital and the ideas to you know, lead people out of the out of the mess, you know, or at least give people. Better better hope and hope and leadership as to how to help themselves get out of the mess and how to help their own society as a whole get out of the mess. You know, more free markets, less government control, these type of things are things that actually made this country great in the first place. So how do we go about doing that? Well, that's a great question, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. I think number one, since I, as I mentioned it, you know the main problem here is what we're what we're about to witness is a currency crisis. We're about to go. Through. Uh, there's the government is in a position where one it can't allow cannot allow interest rates to rise, or it'll bring the whole system down. Two, in order to do that, it'll have to print so much money, print by me and create so many digits of currency that it will destroy the purchasing power of the the dollar and when that happens the whole system kind of comes down i don't know if it's going to be sudden or if it'll be continue to be gradually over time either way that will necessarily mean that the that the empire can no longer maintain itself so when that happens there's going to be great probably great pain all around Number one thing you can do, I think, I believe, to protect yourself is to have a little gold, which has been the money for thousands of years. And throughout history, whenever empires have collapsed, it's been the one thing that's, not the one thing, but one of the big things that have been around, stayed around. Uh, productive land, farmland was another thing. You know, Capital goods that people need to survive. These are the things that will be the, the things that will make it through. Um, so start, start, maybe start thinking along those lines, putting aside a little bit, you know, with the, if the digital currency dollar loses half its value, you know, you're still going to have that ounce of gold, which more than likely will, at the very least, maintain its current purchasing power, Real, real purchasing power. Possibly increase because people will be rushing towards it. So I don't know, but now's the time to start initiating that position. Also, I think one of the important things is setting up uh, some businesses, some side businesses, perhaps things like of that nature that you know you're not reliant upon someone else for your livelihood. Uh, all these things that I'm trying to do right now. With, for, for with me and my family uh, and then maybe possibly move to places that respect your capital a little more we're considering uh, Puerto Rico as an option they uh, offer generous tax uh, opportunities that uh, allow you allow people to uh, legally not have all their money completely stolen by uh, Washington D.C. Puerto Rico has its own tax system. At least they're not necessarily raising an army and invading and operating an empire everywhere. That's Washington- that is imperial D.C. So I'd like to keep as much of my money out of out of that that dreaded Mordor city on the East Coast, which is possible. There's that. Uh, just high-level, just things like that. Um, and then the talk here, like, getting minds right, planting seeds of the fact that, or not the fact, but I mean the idea that, you know, does a certain area, is it a, is it, a, is it set in stone in the, in the cosmos that where you stand right now has to be part of this thing called the United States with the ultimate ruler being in imperial D.C.? Uh, I don't think so. Humans have, you know, estimates are humans have been on the planet for, I mean, since they evolved into Homo sapiens, I suppose, for 100,000 years. In the United States, it's only been around for, you know, calls let's 250-some 200, odd years. You know, a little less, I guess. I mean, that's like a blip in time That's like a, you know, that's as long as, like, one of those pimples you got, you know, when you're going through puberty, up and down. You know, it's gone. No one even remembers it. No one noticed it. So, <clears throat> I mean, I, I wish the original concept could have stayed around longer. But like I said in the previous talk, the original concept of America, if you will, died. Well, it it only took about 70 years for that original concept to die. And then it took another, let's see, well, it was, it was about 50 years to completely bury it in 1913, and since then it's just been a total, an, an empire like every other empire in the history of the, of the world. Biscuit. <whistles> Come here. Come on. Uh, but anyway, what was I? Oh yeah, the presidency is too powerful not to steal. Truly, I mean, it. truly it is. It's, uh, you know, you got to hand it to the Democrats, the balls, the balls on them to go about this. You can see that they're just they're pulling out all the guns, all the shots. And I think nature actually wants that to happen. It's like, it's like nature says, no, we need one, we need one final, uh-uh, we need one final push to kind of push the system over the, over the edge. You know, it's almost uh, over that, that, you know, that peak of the roller coaster. We need one final situation to push it over the edge. We weren't qu- quite ready in 2016. Might've, I might have thought that Hillary was elected. She would have been the one. How appropriate to do it. But uh, it seemed like maybe nature needed one last situation where the uh, the folks who were kind of uh, against all this stuff needed a, a champion to... Cut, to be put in place and that was Trump or is Trump maybe and then we need that organization to kind of be solidified so that when the final push did come there would be a a germination if you will of opposition that could be the foundation of what you know, either brings back from the abyss the country or at the very least, saves those areas that want to leave the quagmire and the, the oppression of Imperial D.C. Interesting things to think about, I think. Yeah. And I think what's, what's also an interesting piece of this is what's needed, is, you know, that we have this scandemic virus as a big piece of it now, and it seems to me that in order for... It seems to me that that may be the thing that kind of finally pushes us over the top. Especially if Biden comes in, they're already telegraphing that he is, that they're going to try to mandate some sort of big lockdown (laughs) for something that doesn't even exist really anymore. I mean, you think about it, no one's really dying of this thing. So, 99 percent of, 97% of all people will not even get it, number one. Number two... 99% of all those people who do get it, 99% of 3% who get it, may not even know they have it, then 0.01% of the overall population will die from it? I mean, that is absolutely ridiculous. That's worse than the cold. I mean, this is a, hey, that's worse than the cold. I mean, it's absolutely, this is absolutely pointless. So it could only be a scam like this that would be the thing to push us over. You know, if it was a genuine thing, like everyone's turning to zombies, okay, you know, that's obvious. But it has to be something poetic, like a scam virus situation to do it. I mean, that... Because when they write the history books 100, 200 years from now, I mean, it has to be something like that to where they can say, and little did the regular people know the common people, they were so. They were so blinded by their bread circuses, up to that point. So made so lazy and fat by their past prosperity and the and their massive debt, allowing them to live beyond their means. So dumbed down by the lies and, and the you know the lies fed to them on a daily basis that they were easily scammed by a cold, <laughs> by, by a mild cold. Mild cold for most people, you know, unless you're really old on the desk door as it is and already have major health issues, then, yeah, pretty much walking on the street could kill you. So, that's what the, that's what the history books, the honest ones will say in a hundred years. The, the people were duped into giving up their final any liberty they had and were locked down for four to eight weeks. And as when do, in doing so, the wool was pulled over their eyes. The sleight- of hand con game was initiated. Government came in and promised universal basic income, destroying the final initiative of all the people, or at least the people that enough people needed to vote in the scam of democracy, 50% plus one. Once that was achieved, everyone put on the payroll and cash was eliminated to where everyone was brought into the net of government money. And the government had total control over people's money where they could deposit or withdraw at will, once this was achieved, the ultimate slavery was, uh, people were placed under under the ultimate form of slavery. Little did the powers know or realize, or they may have, but they didn't care, because they'd be dead, was that regardless, that digital currency was going to be destroyed and become utterly worthless no matter what. To where it didn't matter. So their illusion of control lasted not long. So the first step the people were fooled by a scam, scamdemic. But the joke was on the other hand, um, the joke was on the scammers, because their system was based on the ultimate Quicksand, foundation of Quicksand, and it collapsed not long after that. You know, I don't know, five, ten years. But what will be the what will be left to rise from the rubble? That will be the question. That will be the interesting question. Well, that's the whole point of this podcast is to get people thinking about what do we want to rise from that. And how can we go about creating a situation to have to be around like-minded people to so where maybe we can get through Watching it on TV, quote, you know, quote unquote. But if not, at least maybe we can have like-minded people, you know, together thinking about. Okay, now's the time to put this plan in action and and you know come out ahead in this thing. And here's how we're going to do it. Here's how we're going uh, to structure things. And do anyone out there that thinks the same come along. If you don't, that's fine. Find your own place. You don't want your bad ideas. But that could be. That could be. Hopefully, maybe in figure, we'll get a. We'll put together an idea of how we're going to do that in future discussions here. But regardless, we got to have some sort of plan. And who knows? One thing that the main thing that scares me about anything is not Biden and versus Trump or any of this crap in I don't know that they're that much different. What really sets them different is the is the reaction to this uh, scandemic fake virus, fake, fake deathly virus thing. That's the difference. And that's the one thing right now that scares the shit out of me. We'll see. It's like the old Chinese uh, curse says, may you live in interesting times. And we certainly do that. (laughs) Anyway, that's all I got for this one. Y'all hang in there. Again, it's kind of like what talking about here. Trying to build this little uh, podcast up. (laughs) Get some followers. Uh, You know, you can always... Try to support me if you got a little penny, a couple pennies that you might throw over here. Wait. Now we go to leavetheswamp.com, leavetheswamp.com, and maybe buy uh, some of the gear. Check out the check out the logo, too, by the way. I'm quite proud of that. You know, it's based off the old Bonnie Blue Flag. Uh, and then the Texas version, where Texas was around the star. Instead of that, we have uh, the word "leave." I think that was appropriate. You know, it's a a flag that uh, has some history, but it's you know most people don't know what it is. But slash, it's not as uh, toxic, if you will, as say like the Mississippi battle flag, you know, representing rebels. I wanted something that kind of had a little little history of rebellion, but also. Was uh, kind of simple and representative enough to to not be—I don't know what you call it. uh, I mean, I want to be controversial. Don't get me wrong, but there's some battles you can fight, and some—some you should pick, some you shouldn't. And I like the single star because it represents saving yourself, right? Because you can't save anybody or save anything else unless you save yourself first. So, anyway. Head on over to leavetheswamp.com and uh, check it out, and I'll catch you on the next one. Take care.